0: see. Hey. Welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 176, February 9, 2020. I hope you are having a good day. But We are living miracles here today. Let's just stand up. Let's give thanks to our good Lord. Get ready for the songs. Are you ready, honey? We hope you are ready. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you thanks for this beautiful day. We give you thanks for the opportunity to sing to you. Receive our songs, Lord, that we give you with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a
1: glorious day, of the age. Let's sing
2: Jesus, your name.
0: thing that you would like to talk to the Lord anything special that you would like to ask him this is the right moment to pray I invite you to close your eyes put all your focus on the Lord right now and speak to him the Lord is here among us we have worshipped him we have praised him his ear is attentive to you right now I don't know what is what you need but this is a great opportunity to talk to him and tell him what's in your heart what is what you need for you for yourself for your family are here Lord in your presence in need of miracles I need a miracle in my life Lord I need you one more time father one more day I I am in need of your mercy I am in need of your love I am in need of your compassion I am a needy one, Lord, in your presence. And it's before you, Lord, before your holy presence that I bow down, that I surrender, and I acknowledge that you are the Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, my maker, my healer, my savior, my redeemer, my provider, my rock, my salvation. You are the place where I can find refuge and strength you are my sunset my sundown you are my dawn you are my afternoon and my morning you are my everything lord you are the air that i breathe you are my everything father and i need you today with desperation touch my body lord this morning Provide the healing that my body needs, Lord, in any area, in all parts of my body, Lord. You have the power to heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. Touch me. Say that to the Lord. Heal me, Lord. Touch my body. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Transform me, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I receive your blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's worship our Lord
1: through our offerings. Whether it is through an envelope here in church or online, let's give to God what belongs to Him. Thank you, Lord, for all your provision. We love you, Lord. The time has come for us to receive God's Word. We have praised Him, adored Him, and worshipped Him. Now we will hear a powerful message that our Lord has poured down into our pastor's heart. Let's get ready to receive the inspiration that we need this week to go into battle with faith in our Lord Jesus. Let's give a hand to our Lord God and all together say one, two, three, victory! Yay, Lord!
0: What's in heaven? It's a very interesting question, right? What's in heaven? And everybody has his own ideas. Well, I believe in heaven is this. I believe in heaven is that. Everyone has his own theory, right? But what we need to think is what the Scripture says about what's in heaven. Now, before I talk to you about what's in heaven, I would like to, just for a moment, ask you to think of this: what what is what happens in relationships? For instance, husband-wife, or siblings or friends, you, you know, quite often, something not nice happens in those relationships. And you know what is that? Is that one of the two is, that, is trying to control the other. Have you noticed that? I want to talk to you about that in a second. But just a reminder to our viewers, please download the bulletin from the website, and you will have their notes for that. What's in heaven is the message of today, February 9th, 2020. It's our worship service number 176, and we are happy to be in the house of the Lord. Again, what is the problem between couples sometimes? One is trying to control the other. You notice that it's not that uh, everyone has the right to decide about what he wants to drink or eat. You know, that's understandable. Or sometimes they say, where would you like to go for this trip today or this vacation? Or where we, we plan to spend Christmas with your family, my family? You know, there are arrangements in the couple. But you notice that there are cases where one of the two always wants to make the decisions. And, uh, you know, that is one reason why many people are not married. And that is the reason why many couples don't get along, because one is just trying to control the other. It's like a, one wants to be in a throne and be the god for the other. And sometimes that unhealthy relationship happens also in between, for instance, a father and a daughter or a father and a son, or vice versa. It's a mother trying to control the son, or a mother trying to control the daughter. And when they got married, you know what happens, right? It's just terrible. You know, when you have a friend, and this friend has this kind of strong personality, you don't want to upset this person, right? You, You are friends with this person. You want to get along with this person, and you say, well, I'll go whatever she says, because we are good friends. She will pick the restaurant. She will pick the movie. And you go along You know, for this particular function. And you will do it, probably once, twice. But imagine if you have to do that with a friend all day long, every single day. You couldn't do that. You will be tired of that. Well, that, that is exactly the issue that we all have with our good Lord. In order to understand what's in heaven, I want you to first try to understand the importance of understanding that we are not ruling our lives, telling God what we want. It's the other way around. We are the servants. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is the one that needs to be in charge not us. And in a human level it's different. We relate to somebody in a respectful way. So let's say I'm speaking with Al and we talk a little bit about his life and then we talk a little bit about my life. Right? I'm hanging out with Penny, we go with Paul and Tracy, we go to restaurants for For example, then we talk a little bit about their family. We talk a little bit about my family. That's understandable, right? In in the human interaction, we have to compromise. But in our relationship with the Lord, it doesn't work that way. It, It is different because we are not equal to the Lord. Now, you know that there are many people, many, many people that don't even Believe of the existence of God. There are many people that they just argue with you. Well, if God really exists, why this and this problems? If it's true that God is there, why he doesn't help me? If it's true that God is there, why these things happen to me? So here you have another aspect, very interesting aspect about human interaction and human behavior those who are trying to have everybody following their own story. It's like the world gravitates around this particular individual. And we know that's that's not possible. That can be true. Not even the president of our country can be the center of our attention. No human being can be the center of our attention, only the Lord. But sometimes we play that role, my friends. Now, sometimes we don't see it. But when we are talking to people, it's all about me. I want you to know where I was. I want you to know what did I eat. I want you to know where I am going. I want you to know this about me. Sometimes it's not in a conscientious way, but we are just talking about ourselves. And when it's about sufferings, listen to this. It's interesting. Some people are just carrying their sufferings and struggle to the point that they have built a throne of their misery in their hearts. And they want everyone to feel sorry for them. You know, I was born without a leg, example. And they tell the story about everyone knows that they don't have a leg. You can see that. Right? But uh, unfortunately, some people don't turn off their phones, and I ask them to do the (laughs) healthcare. Well, do you see the point, my friends? There is a very, very fine line about what is acceptable, what is reasonable in terms of my interaction with other individuals, because What happens with those who never said a word about themselves? You talk to somebody, you hang out with somebody, and that person will talk to you about the weather, about politics, about sports, about business, about everything, but no one word about himself. You just think, why is that? Why that person doesn't let me get in? Why that person doesn't want to share? It's just a strange thing. Normally, we should be able to say, I am married, I'm divorced, I have a child, I have three kids, you know, I live in such and such part of town. What's wrong with that? You see? Human interaction and human behavior is so interesting when you think about it. But what about us? Because this is what matters today, is how do we relate to God? When we are talking about heaven, the first thing is how are we relating? with the Lord. Do we see God as the Lord God Almighty, or we see God as some sort of substance, a chemical things out there, probably like steam or something like that, out there? Is that the way that we perceive God? Now, there are many, many wonderful examples in the scripture about how people experience God. Today, I want to show you some scriptures. And I will start with Genesis 17:1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him. He said, I am the Lord God Almighty. Obey me and live the right way. If you do this, I will promise to make your people a great nation. In Genesis 17:22 After God finished talking with Abraham God went up into what it says heaven You see that After God finished talking with Abraham God went into went up into heaven into heaven so when he came down and spoke with him, his name was still Abram. But he changed his name in that chapter. You notice? And now his name is Abraham. Abraham, or Abraham as we know him, father of faith, he lived this wonderful experience. in his relationship with God is this, this outstanding experience. And this is the first example that I'm giving you about how you could relate with the good Lord and how you could interact with the good Lord. Now, in Exodus 1920, we are seeing here the story of somebody else. It's not Abraham. This is Moses. Listen, Exodus 19:20. The Lord came down to Mount Sinai. He came from where? He came from heaven and called Moses to come up to the top of the mountain with him. You notice that? In the previous scriptures, we read that after the Lord spoke with Abraham, he went up to heaven. So now here he says, it says that he came down from heaven to speak with Moses. Now, in this chapter 20, in verse 22, listen to this. The Lord told Moses to say this to the Israelites. Your people have seen that God talks with me from heaven. Because the Israelites saw that cloud that was coming down to the mount. And then Moses brought the messages for the people, so... The first thing that we know is that Abraham was able to speak with the good Lord. And eventually the good Lord went up to heaven. Now here is the Lord coming down to speak to Moses. And now we see that the people of Israel saw that God was coming into a cloud to speak with Moses. Listen to this in Deuteronomy ten fourteen. Everything belongs to the Lord God. Watch this. The heavens, even the highest heavens, belong to him. The earth and everything on it belong to him. It's talking here about levels in heaven. Next week, when we talk a little bit of the New Testament's viewpoint, we will talk about one scripture that Paul talks in reference of a third heaven. But right now, here, just in Deuteronomy 10:14, we all, we clearly see that there are at least a separation between what is called heaven and the highest heaven that they belong to the good Lord. Now, watch this in 1 Chronicles 21:26. David built an altar for worshiping the Lord there. David offered burnt offerings. And fellowship offerings. He prayed to the Lord. The Lord. Listen. The Lord answered David. By sending fire down from heaven. The fire came down on the altar. A burnt offering. So we saw. Earlier. Abraham was in touch with the Lord. In a close relationship. And then we saw. Moses, the people of Israel. And now here we see that it's David, the one experiencing something amazing. Fire coming down from heaven to burn the offerings. Those are examples, my friends, that God in his omnipresent and his almighty power He can do wonderful things to anyone who is interested in getting close to him. He can do that. He can show to us how wonderful he is and how powerful he is. In this case, it's after David built an altar for worshiping the Lord there. That's why it is so important that we get together to worship the good Lord. That is why it is so important that you, in your daily life, You take your time, stop for a moment, and say, I want to worship God for a moment. Dear Lord, I thank you, Father, for this day. Father, I'm about to eat my lunch, and thank you that I have this food, and I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Very, very important. Now, here is another instance. This is the case of David's son, the King Solomon. Let's read it all together. Then Solomon stood in front of the whole assembly of Israel and faced the Lord's altar. Solomon spread his hands and looked toward heaven and said, Lord God of Israel, there is no other God like you in heaven or on the earth. You keep the agreement that you made with your people, you are kind and loyal. To those who follow you with all their heart. You notice the reverence that Solomon is expressing here. It's so much reverence. Friends, are we able and approved by God to have a casual prayer? What do you think? Of course we are. He's our father. We can talk to him and say, hi, daddy. Have a Father, Daddy, hi, Lord. Well, Lord, help me here. Yeah, of course. But there are moments, my friends. There are moments where the reverence and the full adoration expressed by words, the right words and the right gestures are needed. Do you worship God in that way, in that fashion, from time to time? From time to time, you say, you know, this time I'm going to really talk to the Lord with a lot of reverence. You know, today I'm going to sing to him in a different way. Today I'm going to lift up my hands to him and adore him because he deserves this. I'm not saying in church. I'm just saying any day in your house, wherever you are. The point is that you let that reverence and that Holiness grow inside of you that you say, really, I want to worship God that is in heaven, like Solomon did. This is the rest of the prayer. All that is in the bulletin, but it's beautiful. Please listen to our prayers in the future. When I and your people, Israel, turn to this place and pray to you, we know that you live in heaven. We ask you to hear our prayer there and forgive us. Isn't it wonderful? Listen, it's the first thing that he is saying to him formally about asking for something. Please hear our prayer there and forgive us. Because if there is something between the Lord and us that is going to block our prayers, it's sin. That's why we have to come and say, please forgive us. What a reverence. But at the same time, humility. Acknowledging we need the forgiveness of God. And he keeps on going in verse 36. So please listen in heaven. Where is the Lord? In heaven. What's in heaven? The Lord is in heaven. Please listen in heaven to the prayer of your people, Israel. Then... Forgive us for our sins. Teach the people to live right. Then, Lord, please send rain to the land you gave them. Because when we go through difficulties and we are in scarcity and and limitations and we are struggling and we are broke. Quite often, my friends, quite often is the result of sin. You know, it is sad, but when you see somebody that loses his job and then loses his job again and loses his job again, and he's just losing one job after the other, and it seems like it doesn't get anything aligned and doesn't keep the job, it seems like something is weird with this person. Is it possible? Question here. Is it possible that somebody that struggles so much with that, is it possible that he's doing something wrong that we don't know? Is it possible that it's the good Lord that is not blessing this person and letting this person to have a steady job, going to the right place to do work? Or is it possible that this person every time gets a new job is just doing what is wrong and that's why he gets fired? Is it possible? When we are struggling and in difficulties, yes, of course, we have our father there and he wants us to pray. He wants us to rely on them. That's why the importance of understanding he is in heaven. He showed to Abraham, Moses, David, and now Solomon that he is willing, but pay special attention to this. The prayer of Solomon, Lord, please forgive our sins. Teach the people to live right. Then send the rain to the land. But we don't pray that way. Unfortunately, some people don't pray that way. They don't ask for forgiveness to the good Lord. They don't ask for wisdom to the good Lord. No, give me the money, Lord. That's what I want. Give me the money, Lord, so I can fix my problem and I keep on going doing whatever I am doing. There is no prosperity for that reason. They are just after the stuff and they wonder why they are broke all the time, why they cannot have anything. Therefore, my friends, here is a big, big lesson for us. Contemplating the greatness of our Lord and our prayers. Yes, you may say casual prayers. You are about to eat a snack in the convenience store. Father, thank you for this bite. Mm, mm, amen. Mm, mm, I love you, Lord. Okay, and you keep on going. It's okay. Because sometimes you have to do what you have to do. You are in the rush and you keep on going, but you keep the relationship with the Lord. That's okay. The casual prayer, it's okay. But you know what? When you want to get serious with the Lord, that's different. Imagine you have a relationship with one of your kids and your kid needs something from you. Let's suppose there's a kid that needs that you sign, you co-sign on anything, whether it's an apartment lease, or purchasing a house, or purchasing a car, or anything, being a co-signer in a loan, or simply a reference in the bank. OK? Let's suppose your, your son, your, your daughter, is asking you to do something like that. You will do it. I know you would, perhaps. But this person takes you in the car stops at the convenience store um dad mom i want you no i need you to sign that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. would you do it okay. and never again stop grab two cups of coffee stop in that little park sit down in front of you and say, well dad mom I just want to explain to you why do I need you to co-sign for this thing. And then this person has the, what is the word? I want you to say the word. This person is showing you what? What is the word that is appropriate here? This person is showing you what? Respect. It's showing you so much respect that says, dad, mom, I need your help. So you are on the side. The first thing you say is, that is so nice. I thought that you were just asking me. Well, you were soloing that bite. Do you understand the person is hungry and needed to tell you that and grab a bite? Of course you understand that. But you will appreciate so much if this person takes the time And he speaks to you with seriousness and respect to ask you for something that you can grant. But if this child doesn't show you that respect, it's just swallowing it with the chips, and all the chips just falling. Hey, would you sign it, right? You would sign it, right? You would just think, wow, what a nasty child I have. That's the first thing you would say. You see? So. When, when we are talking about casual prayers, what is the answer? Yes, you would. You can. But if you want to be serious with the Lord, you want the Lord taking you seriously, you need to show respect to him. Like you will show it to someone that you want something. Imagine, imagine you are looking for a job. You are hired. You want to be hired for this company. And you come all unprepared. The person is asking you a question, is you are, yes, I work for them, and you are texting, chewing gum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, unpolite, unprofessional, you won't get that job. Now imagine the king of the universe that spoke to Abraham, came down to speak to Abraham asked Moses to come to the mountain, sends fire to burn David's offering. And now here is Solomon praying to the Lord with hands lift up, saying, Please, Lord, teach the people to live right first before the stuff Give us the understanding of what we are doing. Forgive us, Father. Forgive me, God, that I have sinned. Teach me the right way of living. Then, help me with my problem. You see that? Verse 41 through 43. Let's continue with the prayer. Here's Solomon saying, people from other places will hear about your greatness and your power. How do they hear about the greatness and power? Because of the greatness that He is showing to His people Israel. When the Lord sees, when the people see the greatness of God in your life, they will hear about the greatness of God. They will say, wait a minute, there is a God in heaven, there is a God. God is blessing these people. They are being blessed. When they hear that, continue reading, they will come from far away to pray at this temple from your home in heaven. Please listen to their prayers. Please help them. Then they will fear and respect you the same as your people in Israel. Fear and respect of the Lord. Yes to the casual prayers. Yes to the comforting conversation of God when you are buttering your toast. I love my toast. Do you like toast, Lord? Do you eat toast in heaven? Yes to that. Yes to the casual conversation. But in all cases, there must be fear and respect for the Lord. If you don't have that fear for the Lord in your heart, respect for the Lord, You are just at the beginning of your Christian walk, my friend. At the very, 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 very beginning of your Christian walk. Because a true Christian has this fear for God and respect for God that says, I'm not going to do that. That's just wrong. I don't want to be in trouble with the Lord. You tell me something, my friends. When you see a wall... And you walk towards the wall, and you hit the wall with your forehead, and you are bleeding. You see that, and you say, wow, that wall is hard. You are bleeding. And then for some reason, you do it again and again. So eventually, you will say, wait a minute. That wall is not moving. I'm doing something wrong here, right? And eventually, when you see the truth, you say i'm not going to walk through towards the wall there is something wrong there i need to find another way to do things here there must be another way but that is exactly the reason why many people have troubles because they hit the wall with their forehead they are bleeding time after time time after time the same problem they are again in trouble losing the job for the same reasons they are again without a Boyfriend or girlfriend, for the same reasons. They are again without this and that for the same reasons. It's hitting the wall again and again. Eventually, you will stop going and hit the wall. Correct? You said no, I'm not going to do that. Because you learn through the experience. So when we are not respecting God, when we don't fear the Lord, we are just going to be struggling in trouble. And then we say, no, I'm not going to do that. I have a high respect for the Lord. I know he's not happy when I'm doing those things. The prayer is about to finish. Verse 54. When Solomon prayed prayed this prayer to the Lord, he was how? On his knees. Okay. I'm going to give you an example here. Literally. On his knees. He was on his knees in front of the Lord's altar, and his arms were raised toward heaven. A wealthy man, a powerful man on his knees before the presence of God saying a prayer, Lord God you are in heaven and you listen to the prayers of your people in this place. Please forgive us for our sins. Teach us the right way of living and send the rain to our land, bring back the prosperity to your people. Do you see the respect? The question, when was the last time that you have prayed that way in reference of your problems? When was the last time you were on your knees and you say, dear God, I am desperate. I know you are in heaven. You listen to my prayer. Can you please help me? Teach me. Guide me. Then you will heal me. Because I'm tired of the situation, Lord God. And when he finished praying, he stood up. Then is when he stood up. Let's continue. This is another situation. Now we are talking about a prophet, Micaiah. He said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. All of heaven's army was standing around him, some on his left side and some on his right side. The prophet saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And the prophet saw the armies of heaven around the Lord. This prophet had this revelation of the magnificence, the greatness, the glory, the splendor. There are no words. It's undescribable. what's in heaven where the Lord is with his armies, with his soldiers ready to fight for his people. But if you don't want to see that, if you don't want to see that in heaven is this powerful Lord that loves you, that wants to help you. If you don't want to see it, if you don't want to talk to him with reverence and fear and respect, and you don't want to embrace him as your loving father, his armies are just there waiting for you. It's going to be up to you. Now in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, there is another episode, Solomon again did another sacrifice, and now listen to this, when all the Israelites saw the fire coming down from heaven and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down on the pavement with their faces low to the ground, they worshiped and thanked God, singing, the Lord is good, his faithful love will last Forever. It's again the reverence, the fear of the Lord, admiring the good one, true God. He sent that fire and the glory of God in that temple where they worship him. And they bow down to the pavement to the point, my friends, of putting their their faces low to the ground, worshiping God. That's what they did. They went like this. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I worship you. I thank you, God, for my life. You are good, Lord. You are good, Lord. You see, my friends, that is the big difference. Between some people and others. The difference between probably you that revere God and love God and worship God with so much reverence and fear and respect and others that probably don't. You know what happens? Solomon was there amazed. And then the Lord spoke. Listen to what the Lord God said. He says, if my people who are called by my name, Christians, become humble and pray and look for me and turn away from their evil ways, then I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. The prosperity will come back to God's people. There are many references in the book of Psalms, all of them on the screen, and there are many more where you will find declarations like this one in 11.4. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord sits on his throne in heaven. He sees everything that happens. He watches people closely. All those scriptures that you see there. Just Confirm one after the other that the good Lord is in heaven and he is paying attention to the prayers of his people. He is just waiting your move, waiting for you to move. The ball is in your court, my friend. It's up to you. You want to continue saying the hot dog prayer in the convenience store? Go ahead. That's nothing wrong. It's better than don't pray. Keep praying that way. But if you want to get serious with the Lord, you have to go to a, move to a new level in your prayer time, in your devotion, in your relationship with him, and especially when you are in your private room. Exactly in that space where there is nobody else, just you and the Lord, and there you just pour down all your soul to him. And tell him all about your needs and problems. You will see how the Lord will move in your life. In the book of Proverbs, there is a fabulous revelation here about the Lord Jesus. You know, you are talking about hundreds and hundreds of years before the Lord Jesus was born. Listen to this part of Proverbs 30. Who has ever gone up to heaven and come back down? Who gather the winds in his hand? Who can gather up all the water in his lap? Who sets the limits for the world? What is his name? And what is his son's name? Do you know? In proverbs, the announcement of a son. Isn't it beautiful? The prophecy. The prophecy that still today works and operates in our lives. Later, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2, Solomon, who wrote this book, says, Be careful when you make promises to God. Be careful about what you say to him. Don't let your feelings cause you to speak too soon, because you can be there, right? Oh, Lord, I adore you. I will live for you. I will do this. I will do that. Be be careful, he says. God is in heaven, and you are on earth. So you need to say only a few things to him. Don't just go in and telling him a lot of stuff like you are selling whatever. No, 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 no. You are going to be absolutely prudent in what you speak to the good Lord. He is in heaven. And he is serious. He takes your words seriously. Somebody said to me, not one, many people have said to me, I tell jokes to the Lord. And I said, yeah, me too sometimes. But that's not the foundation of our relationship. The foundation of my relationship with the Lord, like you should have the same foundation, is based on He is God. I am His servant. He is the maker. I am the creation. He is the king. I am the servant. Therefore, I'll be careful what I said to him. And I'm closing today, preparing you for the following Sunday, when we are going to talk, what's in heaven, part two, with this wonderful revelation given to the prophet Isaiah, who is describing here something amazing. Through Isaiah, the Lord says, I am creating a new heaven and a new earth. The troubles of the past will be forgotten. No one will remember them. The Lord says, I will make a new world, new heavens, and a new earth that will last forever. In the same way, your names and your children will always be with me. That's the promise. You need to hold on to that promise. That as long as you are in the hands of the Lord and your heart is aligned with his will, your name and your children will always with me, says the Lord. What a promise. What a promise. He will make everything new. And he did. Next Sunday, I will explain more details about the new heavens and new earth. But for today, I think we got what we needed to listen and especially when it's about the new era in the past only Abraham and the patriarchs could have that glorious presence of God today we all have access to it through the Lord Jesus Christ if you have never given your heart to God this is the right time give your heart to him and say with me dear God Here I am, a simple mortal, just another person in need of you, O Lord. I surrender to you, Lord God. I lift up my hands to you. I bow down before you. You are the king of the universe. Please forgive me for all my sins. I give my heart to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want to obey you and serve you forever, my Lord. In Jesus' name. Receive the forgiveness of your sins. Receive that forgiveness in your heart and embrace that by saying with me, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. My friends, thank you so much for coming to church. For our viewers, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the peace of God be with you, enjoy your family and friends. See you next Sunday.
2: Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes in
1: Victory Church. We hope you
2: enjoyed the video.